and welcome to the CMF Cut podcast. I am your host, Abna Adaya Fuakwa. We are still moving steadily on our 12 days of Christmas podcast and bringing you in-depth knowledge on the importance and celebration of Christmas. On our episode today, we have Dr. Emmanuel Kudru Indru. He's a former prayer chain superintendent founder of Soul Sanitizer Ministries, founder and former choir master of Medical Heralds. Man of God, it's an honor to have you on the CMF podcast today. Thank you very much, Abna, Dr. In the making. I'm so honored to be with you and um, I pray that the Lord uses me to bless you and our audience today. Thank you very much once again. So CMF Cat had a survey a few weeks ago asking our members to submit questions they had on the significance of Christmas. And we'll be answering one of those questions with you today. I hope you are ready for us, Dr. Andrew. Wow, that's a very, very good initiative. And well done, CMF. That's a very, very good initiative. Um, to my readiness, I must say that of myself, I can't be ready, but I have Christ in me, the storehouse of all wisdom and of all knowledge, and my great teacher, the Holy Spirit, abiding in me and with me. Um, I know that God will be able to um, help our CMF um, members and other listeners. We thank God for the ministry of the Holy Spirit in your life. So in actual fact, we have two questions for you today. The first question says, does God approve of Christmas? What are your thoughts on this, Dr. Andrew? That's a very, very good question, Abna. Um, because the Bible says we should not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but we should be transformed by the renewal of our minds that we may be able to prove what is the acceptable and perfect will of God. So that's Romans chapter 12, verses 2. It is God's will that we prove everything we do to know whether it is His will. And I like the way First Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 13 puts it. He says that, prove all things and hold fast to that which is good. And Hebrews chapter 5, verses 14 says that, but strong meat belongeth to them that are come of full age. They who by reason of use have exercised their senses to discern, to judge between good and evil. So it's a very good question. Wanting to know the approval of God, whether it's God's will that um, we celebrate Christmas or not. So now, from the testimonies of the Bible, when I say testimonies, I mean the storylines and um, from the way um, the fathers of old, they, from uh, looking at their life with God, we can pick up three things that God looks at when he's judging 
anything. The first is his word. Psalm 138 verses 2 says that the Lord has magnified his word above all his names. Above all his name. The Lord has magnified his word. So it means that, number one, is it against God's word? That's the first thing you look at when you are making a judgment. Then number two is the intention or the motive. Because if your intentions for doing something is right, but it is against God's word, then it still becomes wrong. For example, God gave command to Saul. Saul, you are going. Destroy the whole city. And then Saul decides to take the best of cattle and um, his reason being that he's coming to offer them to the Lord as sacrifice. Even though the intention was good, because it was against God's word, it was wrong. So the first thing is God's word. What has God said? There are situations that God has not necessarily given a strict command, but you can do it. Because in the Old Testament, one of the offerings that um, a person could offer was a free will offering. A free will offering means it's from your heart. You are just expressing your love to God. It's from your heart. And for such offerings, there was no specific commandment that uh, maybe do it at this time or do it this way, but it's just an offering from your heart. And God accepted such offerings. Do you understand? So someone like David, from his heart, 2 Samuel chapter 7, he just decided that he wanted to build God a temple. God had not commanded him to build him a temple. But out of the love he had for God, he wanted to build God a temple. And God did not say that because I have not commanded you, it is wrong. God had not given any strict command on it. So when there is no strict command on an issue, then we look at what is the intention. Because the Bible says that God does not, or it says that man looks at the outward things, but God looks at the heart. So God is looking at the heart. So when the heart or the motive or the intention is pure, it's accepted before God. David's motive for wanting to build God the temple was very pure. So God accepted it. Then the third is the action itself. The action itself. So whether it's against God's word or not, whether what you are doing is right or wrong, and that one, you don't need a lot to know whether what you are, if you are going to kill someone, it cannot be right. Do you understand? So now, let's come to Christmas. Does God approve of Christmas? Now, what is Christmas? When you read uh, history, you realize that the, the word um, Christmas comes from two words, Christ and Mass. So Christmas basically means the Mass of Christ. So it was a day that the um, early church used to celebrate the birth of Christ, so Christ's Mass. What are some of the activities that go on during Christmas? Usually Christmas starts on 24th Eve, sorry, 24th evening, which is the Christmas Eve. And what do we usually do? We go to church and we sing carols. We sing songs to praise God. Is God against praising Him? Does God approve of praising Him? Emphatically, yes. There are so many scriptures in the Bible. Psalm 150, let everything that had breath praise the name of the Lord. See that praise is a beautiful and a comely thing to do. 
Psalm 92, it is good to give thanks unto the Lord and to praise your name, O Most High. So there can be nothing wrong with the activities that go on on 24th Eve. Sorry, on um, 24th evening, which is Christmas Eve. So we cannot, so from that, God approves of it from his word. Now, what happens on 25th? 25th usually is a church service. As I said, originally it was called Christ's Mass. So most churches have a church service to commemorate the birth of um, Jesus Christ on 25th. Is God against we having church services? Emphatically, no. Because the Bible says we should not forsake the gathering of the saints. And in those days, in the early church, the church met almost every day. So if um, now the church basically meets on Sunday, then extra days that, you know, they, they, they choose depending on their particular denomination. But if on 25th, almost the whole church worldwide decides to add that day to the gathering of the saints, is God against it? Does God approve of it? God indeed approves of it. God cannot be against the church meeting. Hallelujah. And Bible says that when we meet where two or three are guarded in his name, there he is with them. And of course, if there is no other service, 25th, that church service is about Christ. So we meet in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And surely, surely, he is there with us. Psalm 133 talks about how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in love. It's like the precious ointment upon the head of Aaron. Fast forward, that reaches to his skirts. It's like the rain upon, um, upon Mount Zion and Mount Hermon. Then you come to the very last line. It says that for there, God commands the blessing. God commands the blessing when the church meets. So if we've met, and when we met, we didn't meet for any secular reason, but to celebrate the birth of Christ, our Lord. Can God be against it? It cannot be possible. God will always be for it. Apart from that, 25th is usually a holy day, together with 26th. So it's a day of rest. There are people who go to work the whole year. It is only 25th and 26th that they have as holidays for rest. Is God against rest? No. God himself rested on the seventh day from all his works. God rested. And when you read Hebrews chapter 4, it says that they who have believed in God do enter into rest. It says that there remaineth a rest for the people of God. God so much believes in rest. So much believes in rest. Can God be against rest? No. God approves of rest. Apart from that, Christmas is a time where families come together. That's another thing that usually happens in Christmas. Normally, people from far and near gather as a family. Is God again such? No. No. And no again. Then the last, 26th, is usually called Boxing Day, where everyone is encouraged to give. Is God against we giving? Of course not. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world. What did he do because he loved us? That he gave. Do you understand? Paul admonishes us that we should not grow weary in well-doing. This, it, it, is, it is Christmas that giving is, is celebrated. 
26, we celebrate giving. And everyone, whether rich or poor, wants to give something. So looking at God's word, God approves of Christmas. Looking at the intention and the motives that surround the celebrations, there it, 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 it is pure and it is clean and it's consistent with God's word. Then looking at the actions themselves, they are all good. Singing, the gathering together of the saints, resting, families coming back together, and we celebrating giving. I strongly believe that God wholeheartedly approves of Christmas. Thank you. If your intentions for something is right, but it is against God's word, it is wrong. Dr. Andrew has shed light on the activities we engage in during Christmas. And Jesus is not against any of these activities because they are all consistent with God's word. I would like you to reflect on your Christmas activities over the years. Is the way and manner in which you celebrate Christmas consistent with God's word? So our final question for tonight. Does Christmas have biblical roots? Does Christmas have biblical roots? Before the man of God answers this question, I will urge you all to kindly take notes. It is very important. You will not want to forget any word you've heard. Over to you, Dr. Andrew. Thank you very much, um, Abner. So that's another important question, whether um, Christmas has biblical roots. I know that um, the reason why some people don't celebrate Christmas, even amongst um, the Christian sphere, uh, is because they said there are no direct commandments in the Bible that we should celebrate Christmas. But you see, I like I, I like the Bible. I love the Bible, and I love the Holy Spirit. See, is it that all Scripture was given by the inspiration of the Holy Ghost? All Scripture were given by the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. So, I know that God knew some of these questions and already addressed them even before they were ever asked. Thank God for His omniscience. Hallelujah. So in Colossians chapter 2, verse 16, I like the way Paul puts it. He says, let no man judge you in meat and drink. Then he comes out in holidays. Let no man judge you in those things. Because those who don't celebrate Christmas, even I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with not celebrating Christmas. No, but there's everything wrong with judging the people who celebrate Christmas. Because the Bible does not give a direct instruction that celebrates Christmas. Yeah. So Paul says, no, let no man judge you in holidays. Let no man judge you in holidays. It's like um, food. People offer some foods to some gods. And so this is, as a believer, you should not eat those foods. And the reason why people think we should not celebrate Christmas is because um, from the deep, from the history Going down, down the history, originally the day, 25th December, was used to celebrate um, the sun god. Yes, that, that is true. But you see, when you read First Corinthians 
chapter 8, verses 4. It says, As concerning therefore the eating of those things that are offered in sacrifices unto idols. So I can equally paraphrase it and make it um, as concerning jubilations and celebrations that are in regard of idols. Listen to what the Lord is telling us through his word. He says, We know that an idol is nothing in the world. There is nothing like San God. You don't care about that. And that there is none other God but one. Then he comes to verse 5. 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 5. For though there be that are called gods, whether in heaven or in earth, as there be gods many and lost many, but to us there is but one God, the Father, of whom are all things, and we in him, and one Lord, Jesus Christ, by whom are all things, and we by him. So, yes, maybe originally they used to celebrate uh, the sun God on 25th December, but to we believers, we don't know any other God. We don't, we don't know any other God. To us, they are all dead things. They don't have any life in them. We know only one God. Hallelujah. Now, let me come to the question directly. So, are there biblical roots for Christmas? I dare say yes. There are biblical roots for the celebration of Christ. Yes. There are biblical roots for the celebration of the birth, not just of Christ, but of the birth of Christ. Now, let's look at this. Why is it that in the Bible... When Christ was born, God gave a sign to the wise men. That was the sign of the star. And directed the wise men via the star to where Jesus was born. To come and celebrate him and bring the Lord Jesus Christ as a baby. To bring baby Jesus gifts of gold, mare and frankincense. Why would God do that? If God does not want us to celebrate the birth of Christ. And um, mind you, these wise men were not even Hebrews. They were from the East. But God wanted even they to come and celebrate the birth of Christ. Not only them. They were Jewish shepherds. Shepherds abiding in the field God sent an angel to go and tell them in Luke chapter 2 verses 8 they were minding their own business was it necessary yes God does not do anything just for 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 doing sick but God wanted the shepherds to go and celebrate the birth of Jesus and they went so if God wanted wise men to celebrate the birth of Jesus and God wanted shepherds to also celebrate the birth of Jesus, then I believe God wants us, the church, to celebrate the birth of Jesus. So these, to me, are biblical roots for the celebration of Christmas. Thank you, Abner. But to us, there is one God. We don't know any other God but our Heavenly Father. There are definitely biblical roots to the celebration of Christ. I believe God wants us, the church, to join in celebrating the birth of Christ 
just like the wise men and the shepherds. God bless you, Dr. Andrew, for shedding light on these questions. I have really learned a lot. Before we draw the curtains on this episode, Dr. Andrew, kindly give us a Christmas message for this season. Our listeners will want to hear from you. Thank you very much, Abna. So it is Christmas. And as already elaborated, it's a season of love. It's a season of singing praise to God. It's a season of the church gathering together. It's a season of rest. It's a season of family gatherings. And it's a season to give and celebrate giving. Hallelujah. So basically, it's a season of love. However, unfortunately, like every other good thing from God, the devil tries to pervert it. Unfortunately, people use this season as a season to explore their lusts. God never intended it to be so. God intended that in this special season where we remember the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ, it's a season for us to reflect on our relationship with him. That is Jesus really your savior? If he's your savior, is he your Lord? Because Jesus was not brought forth only to be your savior. It is one thing for him to save you from your sins, but it is another for him to be your Lord. In this season, I just want you to reflect on your work with the Lord. Whether you submitted your will, your intellect, your emotions unto him, or you live your life as you want to. If you've not, it's a good opportunity to rededicate your life to Jesus, to call him to be your savior, and also to be your Lord, and to begin to have an intimate work with him. This is the message I have for everyone for this Christmas. Thank you, Abna. Thank you to Dr. Andrew. And God bless you for making time for the CMF podcast. I'm sure you had a very busy schedule, but you were able to make it. I would also like to thank our audience for listening in on today's episode. On our next episode, we will be addressing the question, should Christians celebrate Christmas. Thank you and God bless you all.